0: Hi, this is Sarah Jenner, and welcome to another episode of Noble Leaders Having No Bull Conversations. I'm very excited to be joined today by Sammy Pritchard, an organizer with the Canadian Federation of Students. Sammy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so to start, kind of, how did you find yourself in this
1: position? great question i have no idea <laughs> you know i think uh, it's like a long story mm-hmm. but uh i think starting off just being a student on campus mm-hmm. um and getting involved but I was very hesitant to get involved and got pulled in by some folks and who recognized that I had some passions here and there. Some tenacity. Yeah, they're like, oh, she likes talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And so kind of pulled me into my role. And then I was fortunate to gain some leadership positions mm-hmm. uh, within roles on my campus, which was Lakehead University in Orillia. Mm, Um, And then somehow before I knew it, I've been super fortunate and been able to take that to a provincial and national level and work with students across the province and across the country. That's so exciting. But like, did you ever envision yourself in a role like this? Oh, definitely not. No, No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny what I remember going to university and just like my first day, my parents dropping me off and Mm -hmm. I was saying, you know, I don't think I'm going to last. Yeah, like, There's not a chance. And being like, I'm not going to get involved didn't last long. I should have known. <laughs> uh, you know, it didn't take long at all before I was involved in different capacities and yeah. finding different committees and councils to be a part of, but certainly not at the extent of that I'm fortunate enough to be in now in a provincial and national capacity. I had a similar
0: experience when I was getting dropped off my first day of university. I remember my parents brought me from home and my older sister and her husband came from where they were living in waterloo and i remember we had unpacked everything and went for like a meal at pizza hut the last meal before (laughs) they all left and i remember looking at my older sister and saying you and dave have to drop me off because if mom and dad do i'm definitely leaving with them oh my (laughs) god i'm going back home with them but like the same thing it was just that moment of fear and then like looking back now i it's it's fun to look back sometimes and think about how far you've come. Totally. From what your worries and stressors once were to, to now instead.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely different. Yeah. So who would you
0: say you are essentially a leader of? So I would say definitely students for yeah. one. And then um, do you also have direct reports where you're working?
1: Um. Yes and no. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I work with ultimately i take my direction from students across the country which is they're a really kind of your boss they're all my boss yeah. <laughs> and so, you know last year i was in an elected capacity and so as such i had 350,000 bosses across wow. the province yeah um who it's it's really an interesting thing when you have 350,000 people who mm-hmm. are giving different directions and different ideas and folks who are coming from different perspectives so mm-hmm. learning how to be malleable and adjust yourself but Uh, simultaneously being very Mm open-minded and willing to learn things that are out of your comfort zone sometimes but so much in the comfort zone of someone else um, and that folks really rely on and feel is their livelihood Mm -hmm. Um, and so finding ways to to bring those forward and I think leadership comes from listening for for me anyway and and hearing where folks are at and not making the assumption that you know all just because you have a title of being a leader or something else of a sort, but being able to bring that information, then find ways to relay it in a way that's understandable and relatable for other folks. Mm -hmm. And even if they can't, because no one can always fully understand these other realities, um, being able to have some empathy towards them and understand the relevance and why it's important to care at the very least about these things. And such an applicable skill that I
0: think all of our listeners probably struggle with too, right, is having maybe not 350,000 bosses, (laughs) um, but having like a multitude of direct reports who all have these different values and triggers and things that they need considered in the workplace Mm -hmm. and trying to ensure that you can meet those needs while letting everyone else know around that it's something that has to be done, that we have to consider these things, even though it may not be a need that you necessarily require that it's something that will help them at work, too.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So what has been the most noble thing you've witnessed a leader do or mm-hmm. that a
1: leader's done for you? It's such a big question. I know. I, you know, <laughs> just, I have no idea. I think I don't know that I could pinpoint uh, to one thing where it's like mm-hmm. that was a really noble instance, but rather am um, watching people. I use the word organize a lot. So mm-hmm. and, and recognize that a lot of my work is around, you know, rallies and, yes. and, and sometimes protests and, and just finding ways and channels to, to bring attention to issues that aren't always talked about in, in mainstream media or mm-hmm. or just mainstream and conversations we have every day because people are hesitant to. Yeah. Um, but I think like when I see true nobility, it's watching people organize out of humility and and go about their day with in a humble manner and, and talk about these realities. and And I can think on multiple occasions where people step back and recognize that it might not be their place to speak. Okay. on a particular matter, but to c- rather create space. And so finding avenues where you might be given a platform or given an avenue to talk about an instance because of your title mm-hmm. or, or something else of the sort, um, but using that avenue to open up the conversation to the folks that are left out of the conversations, even when we're sometimes talking about those people. Yeah. And so those have been really, really unique instances that I've seen. And it's especially, I think, uh, for me, admirable, and I, and I don't even like using that because I think it can be condescending sometimes, but, but admirable and watching folks create this space despite having earned these positions um, and finding ways to bring people into those conversations, mm-hmm. even though we're talking about those people instead of just giving them the space to talk about these things.
0: Yeah, instead of just essentially taking that on and speaking for them, making mm-hmm. space for them to come in and finding those real experts who have lived these experiences i can truly Mm -hmm. talk to them and give you a really clear idea of maybe what that's like for them and how you can help them address it or overcome it or support them in some way yeah that's really amazing i actually love that we haven't (laughs) had someone talk about that yet but it's it's so important Mm -hmm. to and i think I mean, not to go into like the gender aspect of it, but as women, I think it's really important too that we've been taught, you know, make space for more women, but the buck doesn't stop there. You have to consider all kinds of different people from different walks of life. Yeah, totally. That's perfect. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. (laughs) What has been the most challenging thing you've come up against as a leader?
1: Good other I than should. Doug Ford, Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, number one, <laughs> the provincial government in Ontario currently. <laughs> uh, um. Oh, gosh. ah uh. I think like ironically in the same space or in the same respect it's it's creating space. Mm-hmm. Um and finding ways to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, myself as we talked about how having three hundred and fifty thousand bosses across the province and those folks all come from, of course, different walks mm-hmm. and different identities and have very different lived experiences than I could ever begin to understand or, or sometimes comprehend. Uh, but yet we're given one person in, in my regard to be able to speak on those things mm-hmm. and, and create that create that space to have those conversations and so it's not always an easy thing and I think that's why I look to it as a, as a noble thing that I've seen done through other leaders mm-hmm. um, is finding ways and avenues to create that space under like bureaucratic tough means to do such and I think you know without getting into the, <laughs> the provincial the government realm too much <laughs> um, I think it's like it's dealing with with folks who are so um so adverse to creating that space and allowing that space to be creative for folks that they don't see themselves reflected in. Um, And I think that's uh, that's been a really tough challenge is is forcing other folks, and I say forcing very very leniently, but you know, forcing folks and trying to get folks to really understand the impact of what it means to silence other people mm-hmm. that deserve the same respect and space as they are given. Um, and just because they haven't had the privilege of earning a title or getting that space created for them doesn't mean that they don't they shouldn't be afforded the privilege of speaking on their realities. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the toughest thing I've had to deal with. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean it sounds challenging yeah. absolutely, yeah. but I think another part of that it sounds like might be that idea of Setting expectations so that, like you said, there are so many issues that are so so deserving of being brought forward. But again, you are one person, and Mm -hmm. so also having to kind of make that call on what can we do right now and what do we have to wait a little bit later to do. I'm sure is never easy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But when you were talking, it actually reminds me of when I was home over Christmas. Um, my sister subscribed to disney plus and so of course as a grown woman (laughs) i got to hang out with my nephew for two weeks and we just like went through a bunch of things and there's this old show called gargoyles i don't know if
1: you remember it It it's like a disney cartoon wow been a while i know
0: but in the first episode the one gargoyle there had just been a fight and he said to a couple of his friends and he was like don't get angry at the humans. They fear what they don't understand. And I was like, what? (laughs) The like philosophical aspect of this back in the 90s, they like, you could tell it was even a struggle then and like coming to light now as well, especially with all the different platforms we have Mm -hmm. where all of these different issues we hadn't considered are coming forward. And now we can really get a better idea of what other people's lives may look like and the challenges they might have. Yeah, absolutely. So my last question is, oh, gosh, what was my last question? (laughs) Okay. I asked you, we covered the what has been the most noble thing you've seen a leader do. What has been the most challenging? Mm -hmm. What did we cover? What has been the most rewarding? No.
1: Okay. okay. That's it. That's (laughs) it. I was like going through my question. I'm like, wait a second.
0: (laughs) Um. So for you as a leader, what has been the most rewarding thing that you've
1: got to experience? Oh, um, it sounds probably silly, um, but I think for me, the most rewarding has been watching folks who I have very selfishly pegged as, as leaders mm-hmm. before they might have realized that they were leaders yeah. grow into the leaders that they, oh, they always were. And yeah. it sounds like so like silly and classic, but it's, like watching some students that I saw in their first year university when I was just – when I was an orientation leader and doing all the ridiculous things Mm -hmm. that orientation leaders (laughs) tend to do and being like, I'm going to watch that one, yeah (laughs) you know, and seeing what they do. Keep an eye on them. Exactly, and watching folks like – not necessarily – it's not even following in, in the footsteps of myself or, yeah. or anyone else, but setting their own paths mm-hmm. and, and becoming like these really incredible leaders in their own ways and in totally different across-the-board um, topics. But has been really cool, and I can I can think of you know a couple who have overcome quite a few challenges mm-hmm. in their pursuit of doing that, and and a lot of that having to do with their themselves and their identities, which is something that it's unpreventable, right? Yeah. And um, but watching them persist nonetheless, and and still you know, fight the fight that they need to fight and and grow into these like miraculous leaders and how they've then inspired others and myself has Mm -hmm. been truly just like incredible to incredible to see. And I I feel like I'm very, very lucky that I'm able to see that in a lot of people across the province. And a lot of that is in respect to my role. And so it's so cool watching all these people grow in different ways and just knowing that, you know, it's fine. We're going to be okay. <laughs> you know, there are leaders everywhere and, and it's they might not care about the same things I do in mm-hmm. the same ways that I do. But I think that's, that's the beauty of leadership is when folks are caring about so many different things across the board. That's what continues to make You know our world a better place in different ways even if we don't always agree with those topics it's at least encouraging conversations and encouraging space to be created for folks that need community and need space in different ways how would you coach someone who's in that position
0: to nurture an individual to kind of come into their own Mm -hmm. and really embrace their power i guess
1: Yeah, I think like the biggest thing that I always tell folks is like, don't take your, it sounds ironic, but you know, it's like, don't expect to be anyone that you've already seen. Mm -hmm. And don't look to me or whomever else and say like, that's what a leader is. And that's how I should be. Yeah, it's okay to point someone and say they're a leader. But that doesn't mean that that's only what a leader is. And, and you can be a leader in different ways. You don't need to be the loudest person on a microphone at a rally or at an event (laughs) and just obnoxiously yelling or or whatever else of the sort and you don't need to be the key spokesperson Mm -hmm. Um, but there's leaders in so many different ways in different capacities so be a leader in a way that suits you and if that's quietly behind you know you know I don't know, on a board of directors and Mm -hmm. doing different things and finding ways, whether you're voting on different things or if you are just attending a rally and and standing with a sign because it matters to you or creating space for someone who needs help at the time by just being a listening ear, like that is leadership. And I don't think we can define leadership as one blanketed statement. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, it's like if I can find ways for people to lessen their expectations of what a leader is supposed to be and rather just become the leader that's innately inside everyone in their own little ways, that would be the way I would do it. How do I do that? I don't know exactly. But I think it's just having these kinds of conversations with folks where it's talking to them about, like, so what matters to you? Mm -hmm. And how do you see yourself reflected in that?
0: I think that's such an important conversation because I'm thinking about, like, People we aspire to be like, like you think about Michelle Obama mm-hmm. or or Oprah or like all these people in the spotlight and you think, I want to be them one day. But then yeah. you have to remind yourself that their journey is uniquely their own mm-hmm. and that's what made them who they are and your journey is going to be uniquely your own. And yes, you may have aspects of that person that you want to, um, that you also value and that you mm-hmm. as a leader want to... Um, show others, but that you're not going to be the exact same person that they are. And exactly. there's something so beautiful about that too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That you'll be able to like take your experiences and share those with others and help yeah. them decide who they want to be when yeah. they and they grow up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. I'm still trying to grow up myself. I know. I have this conversation yeah. so often of like, what am I going to be when I grow up? Yeah. Like, I'm not ready yet. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm okay
1: with that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind
0: of exciting. Exactly. There's something exciting about it. So, what does, when you think of the term noble leader, what does a noble leader mean to you? What kind of traits or aspects might a noble mm-hmm. leader have? Good question.
1: Um, I don't know, because I think that, like, a noble leader can come in so many different packages, mm-hmm. right? So I, And I know that's a cop-out of a question of an answer. No, but, but it's I, great. I think that, like, I, I couldn't be like, and this is a noble leader, yeah. but I could say, like, here's noble traits I see in leaders, mm-hmm. you know, and ways that I see it. And I think it goes back to that word humility for me, I think, is important. And um, someone who who recognizes their, like, their power and their privilege um, in a way that allows other people to feel comfortable enough to relate with them and have Mm -hmm. conversation with them and share their realities with them but I don't know that I could say you know here's a here's Here's my top five list yeah yeah. I wish I did (laughs) but but I think you know and and people who create space and and avenues for conversation Mm -hmm. yourself and, and doing it this way like I think that's a great avenue for creating conversation that shows leadership and I think that's noble that we're you're finding different people from all different walks to have these conversations and what matters to them so there's different ways that you can point it out <laughs> it's
0: um it kind of speaks to what we just talked about that idea of um that leaders are all unique in their own way and I think that even I now thinking about who I thought a leader was five years ago and mm-hmm. now who I think a leader is like that list is going to constantly change for me and I think that's okay you know it shows yeah. growth and development and that I'm still changing which <laughs> still makes me excited that I haven't completely grown up yet <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I love that answer you're actually the first person so far that has been like you know what I don't really know if I could <laughs> say what a noble leader is yeah. so I appreciate the diversity that comes from these conversations Mm-hmm. I think they're so important because I'm sure there are many listeners out there who have felt the same way, but haven't heard that reflected in someone we've interviewed yet. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. Thanks. <laughs> Sammy, thank you so much for joining me today. I loved this conversation. Me too. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be able to do it again soon. Yes. Thank you to all of our listeners. And this was another episode of Noble Leaders Having Noble Conversations.